And we are back with the fantasy know-it-alls. We are going to be recapping this wild weekend that we just had. Uh, we still have the Monday night game coming up. Week one, week one, week, week one. one. Week one, week one, week <laughs> one. You know, it was a crazy week one. There was a lot of what felt like underdog situations that kind of were a lot closer or even won. And there's a lot of injuries that happened with some pretty big-name players that we obviously highlighted. The players you're drafted in the top six rounds just get zero points in KM Acres. Yeah. <laughs> I told you guys That's don't. That's tragic. I told, That's your own fault, though. I told you guys from the start, don't it, trust honestly. Cam Akers. Here we are. Uh, yeah, no, there's plenty of people that that were top six rounds that had less than five Al- points. Allen Robinson oh got him in three God. leagues. Also told you. No, why does no one listen to me? <laughs> so we'll, we'll start off with our with our first segment here called uh, "We Messed Up." You know, obviously you guys are trusting us to. To give you guys some good feedback, and we're not always right, you know, we're not always correct. So, you know, right off the bat, I know, right off the bat, we'll be highlighting Mike Williams. Um, Sam, what do you what do you got for Mike Williams today? Man, very disappointed, very disappointed. And and I had Mike, I have a little bit of Mike or Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in some of my leagues. And I saw Keenan Allen get hurt, so I was like, oh, okay, Mike Williams, more targets, right? More he has to have something. More yards. You think? Nothing. He had three catches for what, like six yards or something like that? Just unbelievable, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little scared, but with the way Justin Herbert was throwing the ball everywhere to everyone. So that, that worries me a little bit about Mike Williams. But hopefully he can bounce back this week. Got a pretty favorable matchup, but so we'll see. Yeah, I know we were we were super high on Mike Williams. I mean, even Keenan Allen, and it's just it's just tough to see it that, yeah, that work yeah. out like that. Um, yeah, but in true Mike Williams fashion, I'm sure he's going to come in and drop a 50, 50 pointer next week, and he'll be he'll be averaging. I just feel like that's just what Mike Williams does. He'll he does have a game absolutely. Where he has no points at all, and then he'll come and drop thirty five points in the game. So it's just like you just got to hope. I mean, he's not probably going not going to be consistent just because Justin Herbert he he finds so many True. targets. So I feel like True. you just got to hope for those big games sometimes. Man, no, I think uh, they got they got the Chiefs this week, don't they? Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yeah, that's another good game. Keenan Allen already turned around too. So. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mike, come on, step up, man. We need you. Another another uh, we messed up. Rather, I don't really know what was going on with the Dallas offense at all, but that was. A yeah. poor, poor showing out of them with C.D. Lamb. Is he really a wide receiver one, guys? Yeah, especially right now, Dak is uh, expected to be out six to eight weeks. Man. So right now, if you are a C.D. Lamb owner, I am scared, um, very scared, because right now your starting quarterback is Cooper Rush. Uh, he actually is from Lansing, Michigan, by the way. But... Five one seven. Oh, so right. he's got he's got to be good then. Gotcha. No, he's not. He's not. Um, so I, I'm definitely worried. To be honest about anybody on that offense, why Dak is out? Like yeah. since Dak is out, I'm also worried about the running game because Zeke didn't have the best game either. Nope. And they they and they're they're um weakening on that offensive line. So this offense, everybody on this offense is definitely scaring me right now. I might I might stay away and see if somebody breaks out. But right now, I'm, I'm probably staying away from anybody from the Cowboys offense. Yeah, so. a, a cool, see, a cool I, think, I, I, I think this will help Dalton Schultz a little bit, honestly. Because I think he's going to be a safety blanket 100%. And that's what he already is for Dak. Like, I think Cooper Rush is going to look to him like just a, a bunch of dump downs. I think his catches are going to go up. 
I mean, you might not see the yardage, but it is PPR. So yeah, I actually, I mean, actually, I actually do like that, Sam. I kind of forgot about Dalton Schultz. I think if anybody could be still have some consistency in this base, and somebody who I will still start is probably only Dalton Schultz from that sure, offense. For sure, because I can definitely but get those. Dalton CD Lamb, no trade if you can <laughs> get him off your team now. Man, it's it's so tough. It's tough if you have him, you gotta you draft him second round. You know. I, I did in one of my leagues. Yep, I definitely you, you did. You draft from second round, so you got to start your second round player. You know. So. I mean, some people some people have good options at receiver though. No, that's I very mean, true. That's very true. You don't have to start them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe it bounces back, but it's a tough week one with that. Another another we messed up and a tough one to swallow with how the game was was Alvin Kamara. Because. That was that was a high scoring game and he just didn't do anything. And it's just tough to swallow. That's a tough pill to swallow right there. It's just Yeah, I, I just feel I mean, he's a good player and we all know Absolutely. That. And I just feel like they, they have to find different ways to get him to ball and I know they still figured out a way and, and won the game. But I, I think he's this week he didn't like perform, but I I think he's still the Auburn Camaro that we all know from the past year. True. Jameis just needs to find him and get him into that. You, you guys yeah, see Jameis's uh, interview after the game? When no, he's, I did not. He goes, there, there was pain, pain all over. We just got to keep, keep getting better every day. Just pain all over. <laughs> sounds like, like Jameis. I'm like Jameis, man. <laughs> yeah, it was pain all over watching this week with my fantasy scores. So, yeah. Yeah, I think with Alvin Kamara, he only had um, nine carries, which I think is kind of low. Yeah, I, that's I, definitely I, low. I don't see that happen again. I think he's probably more than that 15 range. I think they will try, probably try to get him this game. But, you know, it's the first game. You can't base everything off that first game. I do think he's the player that you still can obviously start. He's going to perform because he's a um, a good player. So, I definitely, I'll, I'll just wait out Kamara and just keep starting him. He will benefit you. Oh, for sure. For yep. sure. If they give him more carries, he would have had a lot more yards. They got to give him the ball some more. They got sure. to. I'm, I'm counting on it. <laughs> yeah. And another one that hurts heart to, really hurts my heart. You know, my boy, my Packers, terrible showing this week, but Aaron Jones. Yeah. It was just, it's just all around tough game. Like, just nothing was working at all. And Aaron didn't really add a lot of, uh, you know, good things to the game at all, and yeah. it's just it was. But it was we, just we, we kind of seen the same thing last year from the Packers. You know, the the week one. Week one, I mean, Saints not, was, Saints destroyed them. Week one wasn't good at all. Then Aaron Rodgers, all right, he's gonna he's gonna figure it out and kind of figure out the offense and get those young guys going. And I think it's gonna open up some more. And I, I think Aaron Jones is still gonna be pretty good, obviously, with, with receiving the ball. I know AJ Dillon definitely he had more carries. And it's going to get the ball more rushing, but I think with the seat receiving and catches like that, I think those still that I'm counting on those things from Aaron Jones. So I'm still high on him. Yeah, um, I'm still I'm still like Aaron Jones. Um, out the backfield, he he had five targets last game and with three three receptions for 27 yards. So I honestly think that would actually go up. Uh, you saw um, Christian Watson drop that deep ball. So I think um, Aaron Rodgers is going to try to start going to his more reliable players, and that probably is Aaron Jones because he's been there. And um, he, the thing that does scare me, though, was the only the five rushes. Yeah. So that's definitely yeah. what scared me. But the thing that's on the plus side of that, he had 49 rushing yards. So he told me with five carries, he had 49 that's a, that's rushing efficient. yards. So, yeah. so he, they have to be running him the ball a little bit more. And I, then um, A.J. Dillon did have the touchdown, but I do kind of think that Aaron Jones ran, ran the ball better than him. He's definitely a more explosive guy, a big play guy. A.J. Dillon's kind of just like that power back. Power, so when, yeah. when they get to the end, the red zone, it's probably going to be A.J. Dillon at that one, two, or three-yard line and try to get it in there. But besides that, 
I think they definitely gonna get him some more. I can see him getting up to ten carries at least next game, cause um because he's the more explosive back. But I will also I will not be scared of um Aaron Jones. I still think he's gonna have no. a good season. It's just week one bad game by the whole offense, and um that's not gonna happen again. No, I, I think it's similar for both the the I mean Kamara and Aaron Jones. I mean I think they're both gonna be good. It just sucks seeing. Week one performances in those in that in that respect. So I got them both on my team, man. It, it, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. That's tough. It was so tough, man. And I'm playing against Kevin this week too, man. It's just like, come on, tough. Easy dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. These these were these were the the high the high you know guesses that we have for these players and. It's just another situation where we messed up. Not necessarily our fault, but we led you guys astray, and we're sorry. We apologize. We apologize. We apologize, sincerely. We got you, we got you guys this week. We got you guys. <laughs> we're locked in now. Yeah, we're locked in. Uh, but, you know, you know, like I said, going into the beginning of the episode, it was a really wild weekend, really not just because of performances, but just injuries across the board. I mean, there were some pretty high-profile names for in week sure. one that are already either done for multiple months or the entire season. And I think some of the ones that we were talking about, you know, the ones that we've talked about before um, that are really going to throw some other players up are going to be, you know, someone like Elijah Mitchell, for yeah. example, right? Um, tough, tough one. I think I just a report came out that said that he's out for at least two months with a, a sprained MCL. Um, you hate to see that out of a running back. Yeah. And now, now the question is, like, who's going to jump up and be that next back? Yeah, and like, um, like we said, this is why we were – scared of um elijah mitchell while we was talking in our pre-draft process and episodes because no matter what it is these 49 running backs just, just can't <laughs> just can't stay healthy they're going to get hurt there's somebody somebody's going to eventually get hurt so that's why it's like a running back committee you can pick them up and start them off wherever like now we got we can probably looking at um jeff wilson is that next guy up so maybe um looking at him to get him off of waivers but um, that's why we kind of stay away from from at least drafting forty nine running backs, picking them up off waivers, and then trying to see where they at there if they're able to play, then you can start them. But drafting them is just is just scary because they get injured, and it's always a committee there. That was a tough game too. Yeah. With, with, with that field was that field was a complete disaster. Yeah. So, um, Kev, who else we got on the so um injury so, list? So, also on the injury list, we got um we kind of talked about it earlier with Mike Williams, but we have Keenan Allen. So right now, um, I didn't see any reports come out yet. He's supposed to be getting an MRI today, um, and they're going to reevaluate when he come back. But he's already ruled out for the Thursday game. And so with Keenan being out, obviously we yeah, Kevin, hope- you should know about those hamstrings. It takes a little while. Man, yeah, it, does, it, does, <laughs> it, does, it definitely sucks playing on a bad hamstring, man. I I can attest. <laughs> but uh, with Keenan Allen, now obviously we're looking for Mike Williams to have a ba- bounce back game and get those points. Um, but also a guy that you might want to look at is um, Joshua Palmer. He can actually take um, that deep threat that Mike Williams might step into, like more like a Keenan Allen role, maybe get some like short little dump offs and stuff like that. And Joshua Palmer can step into that role, really taking the top off um, and getting deep and taking face like that. So that's why I think a guy maybe can pick up to replace Keenan Allen. And um, else on the um, injury reserves, we'll be talking about him earlier was Dak Prescott with CD Lamb. He's out six to eight weeks. Um, this will surprise me. I know we're gonna get into this a little later. But some guys that you can look to pick up for Dak on his six to eight week absence. Absence. I'm not, I know. I'm gonna get some some flag for this. But Carson Wentz, 
played pretty darn good. We he did. He four did. touchdowns, I think, on Don't the do it. <laughs> <laughs> he played the Jaguars. Don't do it. I need to see him do it against a decent defense, and then I'll agree to Carson Wentz, man. And, and I, def- but, I definitely agree with you, but, like, off of waivers right now, if you're looking at waiver quarterbacks, there's not a lot of guys on there less – I like obviously I don't think I like a guy like Kirk Cousins I don't think is on waivers he could yeah. be depending on what leagues so if Kirk Cousins on waivers for sure picking him up right away with that new offense uh, but I also heard some some news that what what do you guys think on this quick quick pivot real quick you know pivot <laughs> the Cowboys going after Jimmy G I mean I would I think that's best case scenario for them to be honest like, because I mean I I I like it I mean I think it'd be a good fit but like. In the middle of the season, they're not going to do good. Like it's like it's not worth it. Yeah, that, I don't that, think it's worth it. I don't think he can come in, learn the playbook, and play well at the, all in one. Especially, in especially for week. six weeks. Especially for six weeks, man, it might take him like three weeks to get used to it. Then he got three more weeks. Then you then you mention him again for your for your star quarterback who you paying all the money to. So that's a, just just a little side talk. But um, also one more one more quarterback that has has some rushing upside. I actually didn't do too bad this week. That um. He's actually sitting on Sam's bench right now. You know what I'm talking about, Sam? Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. I knew he was going to say that. Like, I know he's not they, talking he, about Mariota. He literally yeah. had, like, design runs for him in the Falcon game. I think he had over 10 carries or something like that for 70 yards or 80 yards. And so that's somebody you can keep an eye on. Maybe not pick him up right away, but that's definitely something you can look at. Because rushing stats from the quarterback is definitely, definitely big. And it's him. interesting you bring him up because very similar to what Sam just said with Carson Wentz, they were playing the Jags defense. Marcus Mariota is playing the Saints defense, which is arguably pretty pretty good pretty defense, good defense yeah. considering this year. So if, if I know it's week one, hard to hard to like throw all your eggs in that basket, but it's it's something to kind of turn your head at a little bit and think, okay, maybe maybe Marcus Mariota's got it. Exactly. He's he's got that. Hey, you know, we forget he is a Heisman Trophy winner. He now. is absolutely. He, you know, he got some speed on him. Okay, but um, let's move on um, to a running back that got hurt as a, a volume guy, Najee Harris. So right now, um, he's dealing with a foot foot injury or an ankle sprain or something like that. No, I, I it's a foot. It's, uh, it's, it's, like a, it's like a sprain in the foot. It's, yeah, it's like sure. a sprain in the foot. They, I know they're still doing some more. Um, it's a lingering injury, yeah. though. So, so just before you guys got here, we got ESPN update. We had our insider source tell us that he is okay. It came back negative for whatever they thought it originally was. So He's, he's expected to play. He's expected yeah, to play that's, this that's week. That's actually what I was going to say. He's, they said it was not a big deal, and he could play this week. So I guess... Came out. The thing is, but it's just like, I feel like if it's something that's lingering, like, they should have them, like, I don't don't know. I feel like it's something that's going to end up happening, you know? Yeah, I mean, they said it's the same thing that he's been dealing with this whole time. So it just, it does scare me because you don't want to see that out of your your start running back. If I had him on, like, my team, I would go after and go get his his backup on my my bench (laughs) for my fantasy team. Just so if he did go out, I can have that. Sure. So, yeah. For sure. And um, let's move on to a wide receiver also who is dealing with a concussion. I think um, Javi knows a little about this because he picked him over Man. Michael Pittman who had a good game. Oh. But um, let's tell me what you think about um, T. Higgins and his concussion. I think um, right now he's day-to-day. I don't think he's playing next week. They still haven't came out to when he was going to be back. Yeah, I mean, with, with concussions, you don't really know. Again, yeah. you as as a owner of that player, like you just kind of have to wait day to day. You know, it's really hard to give a time frame with that. Some people bounce back quicker than others. So, 
But let me tell you, it does feel very bad. I've already talked to Sam about this because I did. Oh, he would have went off in that game too. I know, I know. Yeah. He, I mean, he had ten points and, before he went out. And the, go ahead, Sam. The amount, of, the amount of times he threw to like Tyler Boyd, where it should have been T. Higgins, and then that guy dropped <laughs> was the Thomas. touchdown in the back what, of the end what's zone. The other, what's his, what's his first name? T. Higgins. Uh, he's number oh, eighty. Is man, his name Michael? it's just like all those Michael points. Oh, it's just it hurts. It hurt. It hurt to see. No, you, heard, yeah. you hate to see it. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I I chose in in our latest league, I chose T Higgins over Michael Pittman, and just does Thank not. Thank you. Right, right now it was the, it was the wrong move. We'll, we'll see I, how the rest I, of the season I will plays say, out. I, I hate will, it. I will say, Javi, right now I know you're hating it, but uh, later in the season I think you're gonna come to love it. Watching that offense, um, they really slinking the ball. I think that offense, they're, true, they're they're throwing the ball even if it's Joe Mixon out the backfield. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So um. Even even when T. Hickens come back, Tyler Boyd might end up even being a flex option. Like that offense was getting a lot of love. So I think I think once he come back, he will be good. But there's something to worry right now. Maybe if, if Tyler Boyd is on waivers, obviously that will be a good pickup and be able to start him this week. Sure. But um, definitely just keep an eye out on that. And then um, the last one, which we were already were staying away from um, Patriots wide receivers, but this is even more. Mac Jones is dealing with a, um, a back injury. <laughs> so. And back in, so right now I think he's day to day. He's not actually ruled out. Uh, but um, yeah. if he wasn't already staying away from the Patriots, from from I mean, all the Patriots, Patriots players, players. Yeah, it's just this all players just on the Patriots. Stay away from them, Chalk okay? it up as a loss. Just, just stay away from them, okay? Man, but kind of you know going off of that, very similar to what you're saying. Give these ideas for who to pick up. There's obviously some really good players that are out there on the waiver wires, not even rostered for a lot of people. And, you know, the first person, I know Sam put together these these wonderful notes for us, so shout out to Sam. The first person we're going to talk about is Rex Burkhead for for the Houston Texans. You know, I did not like seeing that. Man, you guys heard last episode, very high on Damian Pierce. Yeah. Very high. I know it's week one, but Rex Burkhead, I, that's the guy, I guess, after he week one. He always comes out of nowhere and just like, you know, maybe he is actually a good yeah. player and nobody if actually ever wants to start. If you're a Damian so. Pierce owner, I would be worried. Yeah. <laughs> I would be very worried. I, I didn't like the usage. You know, Rex Burkhead thought to be the passing guy, and but he got all the carries. He got most of the carries and most of the uh, targets. So it, it was not a good good performance for Pierce, man. No, nope. it was tough. Yeah, it just hurt to feel. So you know, kind of going off the percentages there, uh, it Rex Burkhead is is rostered at least in ESPN at that seventeen point two percent in rosters. So and a very available, very massive majority that he's still out there. He's still ready to go. Now the question is, is do I don't know if there's a situation, I guess depending on what your running back situation is like that. But it, for me, at least, it'd be someone that you'd get and then kind of see how it develops. Yeah. But if it's someone you need right off the bat, it's someone that you could throw in being the lead back majority like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, like I said, 17.2%. Uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully you have the, the luxury of, of draft or of having, you know, a Kareem Hunt or a James Robinson or a Michael Carter Hopefully you were able to get one of those guys so you could plug them in and sit Rex Burkhead for a game. But it, I think it is a good stash and and maybe sit a week and then and then see how it goes from there. And yeah. then if he has another pretty solid week, then you might have to play him if you need him. Yeah. So what? Um, maybe I know this is a little weird, a little new to it also, but um, with our fab, our fab money. Let's say you got a thousand dollars in fab. What um, what type of money? Are you spending on Rex Burkhead? 
to get him a fab. What you put like fifty dollars, hundred dollars? I mean, if, or are we doing it like a like a thousand thousand dollar? Yeah, a thousand dollars. So what type of what type of fab money are you looking to spend on? I'd probably I I'd personally do like fifty bucks or less. Mm-hmm. I I like. I mean, it, it depends if you need a runner back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you could be very well off in a situation where you had. <laughs> You know all of your eggs and baskets that are now injured, uh-huh. and you're looking for uh, a lead back that has all of it, and then you'd be putting more in. For me, in my position, I'd be fifty bucks. I think that would probably be max. the max right there. For sure, for sure. All right, number two on our waiver wire pickup is uh, Dontrell Hilliard. Actually, um, out of the out of the five that we have highlighted here, he has the second lowest uh, uh, roster percentage. There, he has four point two percent rostered. But where did where did Dontrell Hilliard come That's from, man? But I mean, he only had two rush it, rushes, and then he had three receptions for, and two of them were for touchdowns. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, do you really? Basically, you're counting on him getting a touchdown again because he's not really getting running the ball that much, and he's maybe that receiving back and getting uh, the catches from the Titans. But I don't know if it's just a running back I'm picking up and starting immediately. If I'm really in trouble and I need somebody, then maybe I'll throw him in there. But I mean, it's still obviously Derrick Henry's backfield for sure. I don't think I don't think he's he's a play when Derrick Henry plays kind of guy. I think it's a good like stash for if Derrick Henry gets hurt, you know he's the guy. Yeah, he can yeah. he can go out there and carry the ball and catch the ball. So he's got that upside if you know Derrick Henry goes down, which he did last year for a whole half a season. So. I think he's just a good stash. If you can on your bench, if you, you know, have someone that you don't like or had a bad week one, you know, drop him and stash Hilliard while you can. You just, know? Like, just like how you stash in, uh, Alexander Madison in all your leagues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, know he's, you know he can be good. You get that. You go for that upside. And, yeah. and, and that's actually where I was kind of getting at with this, too. Um, he has a tough matchup with Buffalo next week, so I'm definitely not picking him up off waivers and starting him next week. I'm, I'm far from that. But just like you guys said, he's a he's a pickup and a stash kind of guy. Let's see let's see what he does the rest of the season. Um, if there Henry goes out, he probably goes up a lot more. But I don't think he's a consistent starter. Why Derrick Henry is in there? It's not it's not it's not a a shared backfield. That's that's still Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, backfield. completely. And another another kind of another thing is I'm a little worried about Tennessee. Like they just I mean credit to the Giants. They had a really like Saquon played really well. Um, and Dayball, you know, the new head coach. Wait, Sam, there. Sam, can, can, really you say, well, can you say that again for me? not that good of a football Sam, team. can you repeat that? So I'm a little, I'm a little worried for the, for the Titans, and they could go down, and you, and Derrick Henry's not a pass catcher, so, you know, Hilliard could see more volume if the Titans struggle. So, kind of got to keep your eye on that. True. For not sure. sure if you guys saw, but did you see that big hit on Derrick Henry? I don't think that's he man. got. He I've got. Never seen him take a hit. Oh, like he I got did. smacked. He, kinda, he was kind of like jumping in the air. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He got. He got. That. He got yeah. hit pretty hard. Yeah. That was. Uh. You know. Wonder how many how many more big hits can he hit like that? You know. Um. Number three on our waiver wire list, which actually is one of my favorite waiver wire ads right now. Uh. Robbie Anderson. Man. And he like he's been around for a while and he's just been kind of lingering on the outskirts and it just, it just seems like every year like he week one he just he's gonna have a 50 yard touchdown and, <laughs> and everybody's like man why did i not pick up robbie anderson i just feel like that happens every year so i, I, he, I mean he's still that deep deep threat so it's just somebody that if you if you don't have a lot of good flex options on your team that you can maybe stick him in there and he they gonna they gonna chuck one up in the air then sometime and he's Blown coverage, he's gonna be back there all by himself, and 
touchdown. So. Sure. Sam, what's your thoughts on Robbie Anderson? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm a DJ Moore owner. You know, I kind of gave into the hype a little bit on DJ Moore, so I, I still think he's the guy. Obviously, he's got the better talent, but it does worry me a little bit because it is a new quarterback, and Robbie Anderson could be Baker's new favorite weapon. You know, I mean, that could very well end up happening, and I think it's worth a worth a pickup on waivers uh, just to see and find out. You know. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of getting at it too. Um, like we said, Robbie Anderson, he could be that deep threat for for this team. Like he he's that type of guy. He's one play away from getting a seventy yard touchdown. That's who Robbie Anderson has always been. Um, so. I do think there's room to have maybe two two guys being good on this team with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Obviously, I'm I'm also a DJ Moore um um owner, so I'm really a little skeptical about it. But I still think don't be too scared about DJ Moore. I still think he can be a good wide receiver. But Robbie Anderson also could be a guy, and I definitely is looking to pick him up um in waivers. As someone who's not a DJ Moore owner, I love it. I think I think he's a really good pickup right <laughs> now. Clearly, him and and Baker have some sort of connection. Uh, off of off of week one he's rostered in 37 and a half percent of espn leagues so plenty of leagues out there that still have him. i guarantee only the deepest of leagues probably have him starting but uh he's out there for people to pick up love i think he's gonna be really good hopefully he's consistent you know he's obviously not gonna have as good of a game like this every season or every game uh every week but i think he can be consistent uh, I think he's gonna be a pretty good addition, um, especially as a flex player later, you know, later on and, and things like that. Oh, yeah. All right, and number four out of five of our list is Curtis Samuel, uh, rostered in 8.4 percent of ESPN leagues, and not surprising to see someone come up here like this, especially after a fantastic game for Carson Wentz and the Commanders, who I know Sam's gonna bring it up, but playing a pretty bad defense, but still really good to see some at least for some pr- production out of them, uh, you know. Sam, what are you thinking on Curtis Samuel this week? I like him. You know, I think it's similar to the DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, Baker Mayfield situation and the new quarterback in Washington. You know, he comes in and Curtis Samuel could be a new favorite weapon for Carson Wentz. You know, I think it's I think it's a similar situation. Curtis Samuel, you know, Ron Rivera likes him a lot. Brought him over from Carolina. You know, they, they run some – they scheme up some plays for him, and I think he can – you know, he can have a good – he's got good fantasy value. I, I think he's he's on the top of my list to – if you want yep. to pick him up, I would start him. Yep, so um, – I think I, I think I would start him yeah, if I'm, I picked him up. I'm going to piggyback off what Sam was saying. Um, I think he is the number one um, waiver wire this week is Curtis Samuel. Like, if I was in a fab league, I would I would think about – and not my $1,000 in my limit. I will probably think of maybe – Two hundred, two hundred dollars, two hundred fat money on them. Sure. Especially, especially if I'm a guy, if I had a guy like C.D. Lamb or um, a Keenan Allen, um, a T. Higgins, and you're looking for that wide receiver that can come and replace him. I think the main reason I like Curtis Samuel because the the targets he had. He had, oh, 11, yeah. he had 11 targets along with four um, four carries, and so just that, like he's going to be at least decent if he's getting that getting that volume to him. And even though I'm going to hate this, but he has a great matchup next week. With the Detroit Lions, okay. <laughs> I know, I know, we all Lions fan here, but uh, he has a great matchup with them next week. It'll be a perfect start while you um some of those wide receivers are sitting out or um is injured. So I think 
Curtis Samuel's a good waiver wire to pick up this week, and that's probably the number one guy who I'm keying this week. Oh yeah, definitely. I just it's interesting to see that there wasn't many targets for Terry McLaurin this this week. You know. Yeah, no, that, especially crazy. for your scary Terry, you know, owners out Believers, there. Yeah. Really leaving you scared. And Jahan Dance has stepped up big time. True. Yeah, that's rookie, true. Rookie yeah, two touchdowns. Absolutely. Uh and then last on our list, someone I don't even like bringing his name up. <laughs> Sam doesn't like bringing his name up. The man, the myth, the legend, Sterling Shepard. You know, and when when we're throwing this together, it's someone that you could could end in there. I I personally will never do it. I don't care how good he is, because I've done it in the past. Sterling Shepard, he's owned in 2.4 percent of ESPN leagues, the lowest that we have on our waiver wire pickups. Sam, I, <laughs> what, I, I know. What are we? I know. What are we doing with Sterling? I know Sterling? what you're gonna say. I I know what everyone's gonna say, but thinking back on it. Who do you remember seeing during red zone catch the ball besides Sterling Shepard or Saquon Barkley? No one. I don't even remember I, seeing any other giant catch the ball. I, 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 saw, I saw a guy with that get a catch in there. And Cordero's Tony has some rushes. I, I, I would say this, though. Um, Sterling Shepard, he is that deep threat kind of guy maybe can make a big play. That's really where he got all his points for us from one catch and a touchdown. He only had two receptions for 71 yards with, with four targets. So I'm not I'm not that high on him. Um, like I said, if I was in a fab league, I'm spending money. It'd probably be around the fifty, maybe hundred dollar mark, maybe to go get him. Maybe not even hundred, maybe in the fifty. Yeah, fifty double, for sure. So something around yeah. that. Fifty for sure. Yeah, something, something around fifty, and just stash him and see how he does. Because I still don't think there's a clear number one um, in the Giants. But don't I, I will say this: Daniel, Daniel Jones did not have a terrible game. Somebody could um, rise as that wide receiver one in that offense and I'm having like maybe a flex option or a wide receiver two type of output um, by the end of the year. And Sterling, that could be Sterling Shepard, but it could be Corderas, Tony, or it could be Kenny Galladay. I don't know those three. I, I, there, I don't think it's going to be Galladay. I really think it's between Tony and um, Shepard. But um, somebody could have some production. So I, I will still, I will, um, I, will, I will pick him up, but I'll still just put him on bench and see what he does these upcoming weeks. Yeah, I think he's a, a pickup and stash situation but man like like i said he's just someone that it takes a lot for me to buy no, into for sure because why are you, you buy him stardom uh, <laughs> every every time there was three years in a row year. three years in a row we did that and that brings us into you know unexpected booms and unexpected busts versus you know what we were actually expecting type situation um and you know we already mentioned him before with Carson Wentz, he came in at QB three this this past week, and we've already kind of talked about him a little bit. So he just kind of came out of nowhere. I know that he has a you know moved to a different team, didn't know what to expect out of him. Um, I mean, is he is he worth a, a start now for you guys? So with me, I'm kind of dealing with some quarterback situations in some <laughs> of my leagues. I had Dak Prescott, and so um, one league my back my backup is Trey Lance. So I think I would be good with that. Um, obviously. Also, by the way, all players in the 49ers and Bears game, we can't we can't judge anything of what what they did in that period. We got week two is when we gonna judge those players because <laughs> that was just a, a a mess of where it just rained out, flash flood. You can't take any fantasy from that game, and so um, and so yeah, so I I have Trey Lance, but Carson Wentz is somebody that I'm actually kind of looking at because I'm gonna move back to my IR spot, so that extra spot on my bench could go to a Carson Wentz. And I actually might consider starting him this. Is week. he on your 
Is he on the waiver wire for? Yeah, really? he, he's on the waiver wire. Okay. He, he's on, he, I might actually consider like starting him because like like. Again, like I just then you got to root against the Lions, and, man. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a tough Sunday. So, so, some, sometimes I got to look for my fantasy and not always root for my team. Like I'm, I'm rooting for my team to win, but I want it to be an offensive game, you know. But, <laughs> that's um, crazy. You're, you're, you're ruining your pride hey man, for Carson I'm, I'm, Wentz, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Like we always forget. I know sometimes I feel like we are Carson Wentz haters. But back in the day, he was an MVP candidate. He this basically took, and he took the Eagles to the to the Super that Bowl. That was before. five years. I know, ago. I know, I know. But he has it in him, Sam. Like he has it in him. So he has a great matchup next week. It will be somebody I'm looking to start if I'm in that like um, like a 12 man league and I need a quarterback off the waivers to start. If I had like a Dak Prescott and I don't have a backup, Carson Wentz is your guy. I think. In my eyes, so I, I that's, that's why I come out like he looks sure. worth three. worth a start. He's, in my a, he's your best option. You and, 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 and if you don't, and if you don't have a backup quarterback on your team right now, this is a guy that you maybe can look at. No, especially, especially in that division when you got, I mean, uh, yeah, the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys didn't look great, but I don't know. Carson Wentz is not going to be terrible, at least for next week. Now, I want to pose this the question to you guys because I'm actually curious. I have Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Are you, would you guys start Carson no. Wentz over Aaron Rodgers? No. No. Who do Aaron Rodgers play next week? It's a good question. I actually don't know. It's, it really just depends on the Chicago. matchup, I guess. Chicago. Yeah. So you, I'm starting you Aaron play. Rodgers. I'm I, Aaron I own you. Yeah. I will I'm, always I'm, own I'm, you. I'm playing Aaron Rodgers. Sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Carson Wentz. I'm a Packers I'm like, fan, if, and if, I just if you are if you are in deep trouble with quarterback, that's when I'm starting Carson Wentz. But if you have like a guy that like I may start him, like I'm starting Trey Lance still over Carson Wentz still. But like if I if I don't okay. got no back, let's say I had Dak and I don't have no backup and I gotta go to waivers. Carson Wentz, I think, sure. think is that is that guy. Yeah, no, I I think that's good. But I do think I'm not gonna say he's gonna have like he's gonna like obviously QB three right now. Yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. He might be able to sneak into top twelve <laughs> by end of season. <laughs> season. But he, he can end up being a starting quarterback in that twelve man or ten man league. Being sure. that twelve yeah, 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 for sure, range. for sure. Um. So we're going to go into the the running back situation now with unexpected booms. Someone that's been around who does this, you know, pretty consistently, even with uh, kind of being a handcuff situation, and that's Kareem Hunt, RB4 for the week. And what a ga- what a game yeah. he had. Yeah. Like I it, it really blew me away to see to see him up at that level, especially with how his offseason, at least the last couple months have gone with the turbulence of wanting to be traded and all this get different kind of stuff. So uh, he did. He did amazing. You know. And it, I, the thing is, I, I, I stayed away from him in all my leagues too. And it just he just made me regret that. You know, he's still a really good running back with running the ball, and he's still their receiving back. Nick Chubb is getting no receptions, and they're all going to go to not Kareem one. Hunt. Not <laughs> they're, one. They're all going to go to Cream Hunt. You can tell I'm a Nick Chubb owner. <laughs> like, so I, I really like Nick Chubb. I mean, uh, not Nick Chubb, but Cream Hunt. So. I think he's going to continue to be great in that offense. Yeah, to, to pick it back, what Manny was saying, like um, he didn't get a lot of carries, but when he does get those carries, he's making explosive plays. Like you say, he he had that one the one rushing touchdown, and with this offense, like Nick Chubb still going. To, um, Nick Chubb had 22 carries um, for 141 yards, which is good. Um, but then Kareem Hunt, he had 11 carries. Uh, 46 yards. For 46 yards, but then, but in a touchdown, and then he had those receptions. He had three receptions, so that, I feel like that's like consistently what he's probably going to do. He's kind of like that. Both of them are, are big, can be big play guys and break it away. Yeah. But I do think they're like he's going to get 
11 carries around 11 12 10 carries a game and he's going to be up there for 60 yeah. 60 you're, you're, you're counting on him yards. getting those receptions in the ppr yeah. league yep. and then yeah, you, the, you really want to get those yeah the good as well. the good news about this the reason i like cream hunt going forward is he had the most targets out of anyone on the team any wide receiver anyone he had the most targets so i like that so in a ppr format you know, if you have Cream Hunt, I, I would be very excited about about what you saw on Sunday. Yes, completely, completely agree with that. Now we're going to jump into uh, the wide receiver. You know, unexpected boom that we had here with, with uh, Devin Duvernay. <sighs> Did not see that coming. Wide receiver eight for that. Did you not know, see that coming. Sam, what's your thoughts on him? I, I, I mean. I don't know. He's he's kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, there was no buzz around him. All the buzz was, you know, obviously around Mark Andrews and Bateman. Rashad Bateman. And Rashad Bateman kind of, I mean, he had a, you know, a 55-yard touchdown, but that was it. He had one other catch, but uh, Devin Duvernay, he saw the targets. He, he had the catches, the yards, the touchdowns, even more than Mark Andrews. So, you know, I think it's something to monitor going forward, but... I think it was completely unexpected. I don't think anyone expected that out of him. And and what I kind of think um, it is, is Lamar trying to be a better quarterback this year. He's trying to prove to the to the Ravens that he can throw the ball. And he kind of he did that. I know it was just against the Jets, but he's just looking like, oh, I can make these reads. And I, can, I don't got to always just throw it to Mark Andrews every time. But literally, <laughs> literally, the two guys that I, I know Rashad Bateman was a little bit more hype, and he ended up scoring a touchdown. But he literally threw two touchdowns to Devin Duvernay. And so he's actually, like, sitting in that pocket and taking his reads and, and doing that. And so Duvernay actually can be a plus side. So we can actually see Bateman, Duvernay, and Mark Andrews all have a little value in this offense now. And so that's what I think. Um, obviously, I think we have to judge a little bit more off these weeks better what teams, better teams. Yeah. We have to judge a little bit more. But I definitely think he's a guy that you can pick up and stash and just see see what his offense takes because Lamar could be going to that, all right, if y'all going to pack the box, make sure I can't run. I'm going to just break y'all down and, and dump it off here and I'll dump it off there and really spread the ball out to my wide receivers. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. And I, I think we're, there's going to probably be a test for him next week against Miami. They got Miami this week, week two. So I think seeing Miami's defense is pretty good. So seeing what they can do against that defense and seeing how Lamar can spread the ball, if he's still going to go to do a Renee or he's going to go to his favorite target, Mark Andrews, is going to kind of be a real test to see kind of what the offense can do. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and then with the tight end situation, another one just kind of I just did never saw it coming never, never. <laughs> with this OJ one is ridiculous. With, with OJ Howard. You know <laughs> what an efficient game for him: two targets, two receptions, thirty-eight yards, and two, two touchdowns. Like it, it's not like he <laughs> went off for crazy yards, crazy receptions, but it's just efficiency with him just getting to the end zone. And I said, I, I don't know, I can't remember what year this was, but um, it's when Eric Ebron, I think it's when he was with the Colts, and he had that good year, and he had just basically a whole bunch of touchdowns. Yep. I feel like that's the ceiling right now for um, O.J. Howard. I'm not, like, if I have a bad tight end, like, right now, I'm, I'm looking at O.J. Howard in one of my leagues. I have Cole Komet. 
who, <laughs> I, who I accidentally started in that rainy a game. Whopping, a whopping zero points. So I'll, I'll but it that. was the rainy game, though. No, so yeah, for really sure. And that, and, no, yeah, that's really my fault. You can't look at it too closely. But like, so if I got somebody like that, and I um need, let's say I I need a backup tight end to go with him because I don't know who to start. I would pick um OJ Howard up and just play play about matchups because it looks like he's getting those looks in the in the, um in the, the red, red zone. zone. Yeah. And so that's what you love to see. Like from your tight if your if your tight end if your tight end gets a touchdown every single week, you're good. Right, you feel me? Top five tight that's end. A top, that's <laughs> a top five tight end dang near. So yeah. and so um I wouldn't I wouldn't just go ahead and say all right yeah he's that guy I'm I'm buying this guy I'm not doing that but it's definitely a guy to look and see how this offense is ran because um, he could just be that guy in the red zone that's how Eric Ebron was um, a few years back with the Colts yeah just you know just some wild names that we just threw out there that we were not expecting this week you know I mean definitely worth a look at if you guys are in deeper leagues go after them and hopefully they can keep doing it but yeah a lot, lot to look at there uh, and then, you know, kind of wrap it up with our last segment here. We're going to be, are we buying or are we selling these players? We got a, we got a pretty big list of kind of just people all over the place that did well, didn't do so well. And now we're just going to, I'm going to ask the group what, we're, what our thoughts on or buy, or buy or sell with these players. First up, the one, the only, knew this one was coming first. <laughs> the one, the only Clyde Edward Hilaire. Let's, um, let's pass it right back to you, Xavier. Let man, I don't, about this, I don't so trust it. I don't trust it. Let you down. So no, I still don't trust him. I don't want him. I still don't want a piece of him at all. And I, yeah, and I think his touchdowns were just. I I think the Chiefs go in every week and just say who who are they going to give these like little receptions in the red zone to? <laughs> this week it was just happened to be Clyde, you know. But he didn't run. He didn't. Well, he only had seven rushes. And the backup uh, Isaiah, I don't want to mess up his last name, Pacheco. Had 12 rushes for 62 oh, yards. Got that kind of good. You feel me? <laughs> that was so nice. his, his backup actually had more yards than him and more carries, which is so, surprising out of him too, because yeah. I didn't think but that, that was he was a lot of garbage time. For sure, as well. for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I, Sam, are you are you buying or selling Clyde here? I know you're all sell, 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 man, and especially with some injuries happening already this week with running backs. You know, especially I would target Elijah Mitchell owners. Yeah. If you could sell him for a nice – if you have, obviously, you know, if you don't have the running back depth, don't sell him. <laughs> but if you have, you know, Kareem Hunt on the bench with uh, Clyde, why not go get a, a wide receiver too? I think you can get some good – I think you could get some good value for someone that might be desperate for a running back right now. So I would wait and see maybe, maybe another week. But um, if you do want to keep him – but I, I'm not I'm not sold on them, so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, if you have them, I guess worth keeping. I'll say that. I don't I don't I'm not buying them from anybody. I don't want them. So well, the question is, are you are you looking to trade them for for a high right now? Are you trying to trade them high for maybe like a um? Yeah. So so one, uh, so, so yeah. one of the things one of the things I was actually looking so um obviously Dobbin Cook gonna have the best game this week. So are you trying to package something? Um, give you give give somebody Clyde and package maybe a loan and wide receiver to try to get somebody like Dalvin because I don't think that's going to be the norm with Dalvin Cook to be honest. True. Do you, do you think that's something that somebody would take to sell Cobbs her like high and then try to get somebody like a Dalvin Cook? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> maybe. That's a t- that's a good situation. So, but are we just are but are so are you starting so less some somebody's not starting Clyde? Are you, you're starting him now? Is he a guaranteed starter now? Is he a running back too? I would no. Or is he like a flex option? I think flex. I think yeah, I think I could I could justify flex. Definitely not the 
RB1 or two on the team. But, yeah, I don't know. I just don't trust his his thing, his proactivity. I don't know. Interesting with yeah. Clyde. Yeah. He's really got me thinking these yeah. days. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Another another interesting situation is Miles Sanders. That was a, that was a pretty pretty productive game for him. Um, again, I think I think out of the two, I think you get more for uh, Clyde than Miles right now. But interested to see what you guys think. Yeah, I'm kind of I don't. It's so tough because like I want to say bye. And just like, cause I have him on on my bench on in a team. I kind of just want to keep him there, cause I have Aaron Jones and Javante Williams. So let me let me see if Miles can really do this thing. Let me see if give him another week. And then okay, let me put him in a starter position. Maybe my flex if Jerry Judy doesn't do too good this this Monday. But I I don't know. I, I want to keep him and see what he does, cause I think he had a really good game. I mean, 96 yards rushing and, and a touchdown and first touchdown in two years <laughs> so i mean well i definitely want to keep him on my team and see what he does so i'm kind of see what what would you do there I, sam i know i know I, sam can't wait to talk about it sorry go ahead no go ahead i i agree with you 100 percent. i mean I, I i would like i would like to keep him on my bench i'd like to see it another week or two before i fully trust him but i think the biggest knock on sanders these last two years have been the touchdowns and he comes out week one and scores a touchdown so i mean that's a good sign I think that could be the steal of the draft, steal of the year. Miles Sanders and what'd you get him in, Manny? The ninth round? Yeah, yeah. Round. I got him in ninth round. The the only thing was that the other two running backs got touched now too. Kenneth Gainwell and is it Boston Scott? Yep. Boston Scott both had touchdowns on in under the five yard line too. So it's like you never know what which running back they're gonna go to there. You just hope it's gonna be Miles because he is the starter. But I mean, with the he had more yards than both of them, so that's that's what I liked as well. So we'll, I definitely yeah. want to keep on the team and like I said, and just see what he can do in the future. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely um I think I'm a I'm not gonna sell him. I'm not gonna let let somebody give you a great trade for him. But um, I definitely think he's he's a, a buy guy right now. I'm leaning towards more towards buy because um, looking at the offense, only one wide receiver got production. That was AJ Brown. If you go look at Devontae Smith's stats, I don't know if y'all look. He had zero catches for zero yards. Yeah, I so, saw. So, <laughs> I, so, so that's, if, any, if anybody else offense I'm worried about, is him. If you have him, if you drafted him, you think he's going to be a flex option, I'm sorry, but it's not looking like it so far. <laughs> Obviously, we got some more um, football to watch that we can see. But right now, every single pass is going to A.J. Brown. And so it's really that rushing attack. And they, um, it is a three-headed monster. They got three backs they can get the ball to. But Four. My, for really yeah four but but they're but they're leading with Miles Sanders he had the most, he had the most um carries with 13 for 96 yards and a touchdown I think that was a great game by him he even had two receptions that you, you got some points off of so I'm definitely I think I'm actually I'm it kind of kind of hurts to say but I think I might actually be buying Miles Sanders yeah, yeah. <laughs> and third on our list someone that I'll admit I was wrong about but I do want to hear Sam Sam open it up to yeah, the ahead, to Sam. the group go ahead Sam say something Sam uh, yes, I was wrong. I made the list. So clearly I am admitting that I'm wrong. I made this list. So he's number three on it. I was wrong. Love the volume. What do you have? I think he has like 31 touches or something in the thirties, the amount of touches, touchdown, two point conversion. You know, they were going to him all day long. So I, I love it, but I am a little bit hesitant still just because of usage and injuries. Hey, I, can, I don't can, like can, that can, much can of say, can you say the name? It is a little, it's a little scary, but 
I mean, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a beast. Yeah. Be- before we get too far into that, he meant to say Saquon Barkley. He, d- he didn't say the name. What did I say? You, you didn't say anyone's name. Didn't say anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was in- introducing him. No, you're fine, but. Yeah, I, we just wanted to, you know, you know, the twins were right on this one. You know, they just got to give it to us. We were big Saquon believers, and he just came out and showed everybody that he was who we he thought he was. He looked explosive, too. Like, he, he looked like that old Saquon, that rookie in second year in Saquon. He, he looked good, he, he man. He looked good, man. And he, I said that. I knew he's good, and he has the talent. <laughs> I was trying to say face. about the yeah. Giants O and injuries. So we'll, we'll, it's still up in the air. We'll see. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But I'm definitely, in my opinion, I'm definitely buying Saquon. Buying. I'm not. I'm not taking no trade for Saquon. I'm buying loving, for sure. Yeah. Eight, eight, 18 carries for 164 yards and six receptions for 30 yards. That's that's what you want right there. You can't you can't ask more more than that. Um, they was feed him. He looked like an explosive self. He looked like um Saquad. This guy's done. This guy's done. Man. Um, and then, you know, fourth out of five on our list is going to be someone that I loved last season, still looking amazing this season, yeah. somehow, uh, Cordero Patterson. Um, yeah, I, I'm buying the guy. I'm buying the guy. I love him as like a flex option or something like that, but I think he's just, he's very valuable on his team right now. And they clearly still trust him in that kind of Debo sense where they're using him a lot like wide receiver and rushing different aspects and things like that. Yeah, and I'll piggyback up. I'm I'm also buying them. I'm actually a little mad at myself because I didn't think they was going like I thought that was just a wonder last year. Like, ain't no way Cordell yeah. Patterson is going to come out and have these same type of stats. But they handed the ball to him 22 times last game, like 22 <laughs> times. Like, like they're just doing like, and I and I, it's probably me because I, I should have figured they're going to do something like that because Marcus Mariota is their quarterback. Yeah, they're not so going to pick their, their they, yeah, they're not going to pick out. Their, and, and if you watch him run, he's a hard runner. Even though he's like a taller guy, he's a hard runner. He's going to get those extra three to two yards even after he gets hit. And so um, he rushed for 120, um, 120 yards, and then he even has some receptions in there too, the receptions. So I definitely think I, I'm buying Cordell, um, and I'm, I'm not trading him. I think he's going to be in the RB2, RB, even the RB1 and then, um, this year. True. Sam, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if he stays healthy and he stays, you know, with the volume that, he's, that he got on Sunday, I like him. You know, I'm definitely – Definitely buy it, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm the same, too, because he had, he had 23 points in fantasy in the PPR league, and he only had three receptions for 16 yards. And I think he's going to even get more receptions. So it's like if he, he's, that volume is always going to be there. He might have probably not going to have 22 carries a game. I, I will probably hope not. But he'll probably have around that 15 to 18 carries and then hopefully get those five catches with, you know, so-and-so yards and a touchdown. So I'm, I'm buying Cordero Patterson as well. Yeah. And last on the list, someone that we haven't seen for a very long time in the league doing something, but he's still the same man. He's back. Michael Thomas. What a you know what a what a welcome back to the league. Two tu- what two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. Yep. Man. Him him and Jameis. So I know I might get some flag for this, but I actually might sell Michael Thomas. Okay, explain. Uh, I think Jameis is actually becoming a a better and I'm talking about sell them high high like don't get like I'm taking like trying to go get somebody like if you need an RB like maybe trying to get a good running back like a Dalvin like yeah. if somebody wants to trade you Michael Thomas for Dalvin I'm doing that right away 
I don't know if that's two or maybe like and then get them like a low end like RB two. Like if you can go out and get um Dalvin Cook for Michael Thomas, maybe throw him a little uh, a little running back, I would do that. Just because I think Jameis is becoming a better quarterback and he's actually spreading the ball out to everybody. Yeah. If you look, Jarvis Landry actually had the most yards. He had seven catches for a hundred and almost twenty yards in that game. So Jameis is actually being a, a better quarterback um and, and spreading out and I think Chris Olave didn't have the best yeah. game, but he had a he, decent he had three game. catches. He, had, he, had he only catches. had three targets. Yeah, you he had three so. catches. Also. And so I think, um, so Michael Thomas could be like, so I think we do have to look at it a little bit more. Michael Thomas could be that red zone threat, um, for Jameis. That's kind of what he was, um, why he had a, a good game because he had those two touchdowns. Like he only had, if you take out those touchdowns, he had five catches for fifty-seven yards. So I don't know. He did have eight targets. I would like to see targets in double digits for sure. a wide receiver one. If I'm taking them there. But I actually might sell him because you might be able to sell Michael Thomas very high just because his name and he had this good game. He does have that. This is a good game first. So if you can yeah. sell if you can sell him high and get that return back, then yes. But if you don't don't just don't give him give him away, you know, for something small. But if you can really sell him high and get some good return off him, that's what I would do. But I do I like I said, I do think he can um be a good wide receiver this year. Top ten, maybe. Um, but like I said, if you can sell him high, go ahead and do that. Sure. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm buying it. I'm buying him right now. I mean, I have him on my on my team, and I, I really like the production that he has. And like Kevin even said, he's going to be that red zone option. And I just don't think I don't even if you try to trade him away, I don't think people would give you what you would want for him yet. You know, so if you were going to like sell him or sell him away, that you probably want to wait a few more games and have that same production that he had in his week one. So I'm right now I'm buying into Mike Thomas. I really like what he did for me week one. So sure. hopefully you continue to do that and even get more yardage as you kind of get back into the flow of the game and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, then yeah, one last thing to wrap it up. We're going to do quick pick Just, I think we're going to do every Thursday, Monday game. I think that's a good idea. Keep that, keep that record going and stuff like that. So uh, Sam, let's start with you. What, uh, who do we got for tonight? I got Denver. Denver, baby. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> I also have Denver. I think we all have Denver. I Denver I'm not taking Seattle and who? Geno Smith. Yeah. yeah. You're not on the Geno Smith train? I'm not on the Geno Smith train. No. Oh, man. All right. I, I was listening to a little Monday Night Countdown, and I did see, you know, that people that leave their uh, team and play them the next year, it's always a close game. So, oh, okay. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, we shall I'm, see, but I'm still taking. I'm, I'm down. I'm always down to watch some good football. I, yeah. I want to watch a blowout Monday night. Honestly, as we're talking, Booger McFarland took the Seahawks to win. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's our pick There's our, our week one recap, obviously, minus the Monday night game. But um, as always, please like, comment the, the podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to be doing a lot more posts, updating it. Sam's running the Twitter these days, and he's doing a pretty good job with it. Yeah, so. ask, ask, ask us some questions on Twitter, though. Yeah. Who you should start for the yeah, week, or we if, if, if you're who players you should trade, so you're a separate trade offer, just throw us out any questions about fantasy. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll respond to as as fast as we can. Specifically questions about Clyde. I'd love to answer those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, with that, you know that is that is the week one recap uh, with the fantasy know it alls, and with that, we are out. Right there. Peace out. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs>